right, ladies and gentlemen, listeners of Reliving the Lights, it is time for a new episode. I am one of your hosts, Josh Kuypers. Hey, I'm your other host, Anthony Hookman. <laughs> and uh, Anthony, it is that uh, one one time that happens every four years where uh, we get to be uber patriotic and not feel guilty about it at all whatsoever. No shame. I know you love America, right? I do. We, we, we both love America, but there's an extra little dose of, of patriotism uh, during the Olympics. Uh, well, I guess it'd be every two years, right? But uh, Yeah, when so, you got the Winter Olympics, which I do, and we can talk about that in a moment. Yeah, okay. I don't know if we want to dive in too deep. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I have a few questions I want to ask you, and we'll, we'll definitely get to the question of which uh, Olympics you prefer, because I... It sounds like we might have differing opinions on this, but we'll, we'll <laughs> um, you, you've been catching any of the Olympics here. I have not. Um, I'll be entirely honest with you. I, I don't have a hate for the Olympics. Okay. But I, I think I'm slightly annoyed by the Olympics. Not to the fact that they exist. I think it's very cool. Um, mm. like, uh, and pretty incredible that it all you know, works in the way that it does. <laughs> uh-huh. What I hate is that all of these people who don't care about track and field, uh, <laughs> you know, for three straight years and then like uh, the half, first and second half of the fourth year. Right. Uh, or, you know, or the first basically half for, in the last third. Basically of, for, they only care about track two weeks out of every exactly. four years. Yes. And they're like, you remember when Michael Phelps was really going and people were like, oh my God, I love Michael Phelps. Like, you do not know <laughs> about swimming. You just love America, which is fine. That's great. Yes. And you like for us to do well, but don't act like you're some huge fan. You're not watching the, uh, you know, what he's doing in the off years. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, you're not that big of a fan. You've never been to an actual swim meet before uh, of any substance. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, you don't. You don't know what he was doing in 2009. (laughs) You know that there's other swimming events. There's got to be that he's like doing as a living and to like stay in shape and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You assume constantly. But you don't know what it was and neither do I. Um, So I think there's a like, um, I think there's a phoniness in Olympic fandom. Okay. Chuck Klosterman had a really good um, in the Chuck Klosterman 4 book. He had a really good essay about how he thinks and it I, I always kind of felt this way but he you know kind of put it into words yeah about how like you're basically just asking us to cheer for whoever is american yeah um and it could be literally like you know uh two convicted serial killers playing beach volleyball but if they're from america like you gotta cheer for them. um you know i'm paraphrasing but i always really liked that quote and actually it just came up on my facebook memories that I posted that quote during the oh. 2012 Olympics and it caused a real oh. crap storm. <laughs> For real? <laughs> yeah, it was very controversial. People what were very heck? upset and I ended up posting another status like a couple hours later. And I remember like being working at Snake Creek at the time and being like, okay, this has gotten out of hand. Uh <laughs> My apologies for any like anything I said to offend anyone. Happy Olympics, everybody. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. That doesn't seem controversial to me. Like, yeah, it's a little edgy, but oh, you can't really big, deny man. that. People were big, man. Oh man. Well, we we literally like one of the guys on the uh US fencing team or something is like has is has been convicted of like 
sexual harassment or some awful thing. And it was a big controversy because they had, they supposedly had like a plan to keep him away from women during the Olympics. And all of the other, uh, fencing teammates were like, screw this guy. Like this guy sucks. Why are we bringing this guy? But we did for real. That's, and that's a major problem because they say like in Olympic village, they're just like boning all the time. right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's, uh, pre-COVID at least, but did you see? Right, they- yeah, I don't know how it's going this year. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Well, did you see they like put in bed frames made out of cardboard that oh, were yeah, supposed to discourage yeah. <laughs> the uh, extracurricular activities Ooh. in the Olympic Village? <laughs> I did see something about that now that you say it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then let's just get right to it. Uh, Summer Olympics or Winter Olympics? What's your preference? I prefer the Summer Olympics, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this could be an argument for or against, uh, <laughs> but I'm going to say it's for. Anybody can find out that they're good at running. You know, the best <laughs> runner in history, we probably know who it is. Right, you know, we've right. got a, a a short list. Probably nobody's ever, like, just not found out that they're good at running. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. Ski jumping? Probably the best ski jumper to ever live. Probably never, ever did it. Yeah, ne- never once even tried it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. how do you even find out you're good at that? Like, you got to be, like, extremely rich to even try some Olymp- uh, some winter Olympics Ooh, that's sports. a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I like, uh, you know, as somebody who, once again, is self-professed, I don't know what's going on in track and field. I don't uh-huh. even know what's going on now because I typically don't watch the Olympics. But, like... <laughs> I at least know that the people that are competing are probably actually the best in the world at what they yeah. do. Yeah. People in Winter Olympics are mostly just <laughs> lucky <laughs> that they were rich enough to even try to get oh, good man. at the sport. Yeah, I've never thought about that. I've never the, that's a good point. And I therefore it feels like the Summer Olympics are a more true, like pure test of sport, right? Yeah. Like the person who can run the fastest, the person who can jump the highest. Uh, even like gymnastics, you know, like, uh, that's, a that's just like a normal skill that anybody could do. Well, not anybody right. could do, but like there's, there's it's available yes, even if you're like in a low income home, yeah, a like much smaller barrier to entry. Yeah. Um, but okay. So that being said, uh, that's definitely a pro for the summer Olympics, but I find the winter Olympics are much more fun to watch they're more interesting events. I've never been a big like track and field guy or swimming. Like it's not that fun to watch. I watch it, but it's not that fun to watch, but like ski jump. Heck yeah. Like that (laughs) is dope. Those guys are flying Uh, bobsled. It's okay. It's not that cool to watch, but they're in like a freaking rocket sled flying down an ice chute. Like that's sweet. (laughs) Right. Um, I think that there's, I think there's something to be said for that as well. You know, I've mentioned it already several times. I typically don't watch the Olympics, but there was a day in 2018 where me and my buddy Joe, like, I think we grabbed brunch downtown here in Sioux Falls. And then we were just like, I think the the winter Olympics was on TV and we were like, let's go drink some beers and watch this Olympics somewhere. Like, yeah. uh, so that's probably the best Olympics viewing experience of my life was uh, just having a few beers and watching Winter Olympics on like a random Saturday in February or March or whenever Absolutely. it was. So. Absolutely. And it's kind of cliche to say because I feel like people, again, have fake fandom for it. And I will admit I only care once every four years. But mm-hmm. 
I legitimately, I legitimately enjoy watching curling. I think it's sure. pretty freaking cool. And also seems like something that's like, okay, I could totally like do that. I wouldn't be nearly as good as these people. Obviously it takes a ton of skill, but like that is something that anybody, you know, could at least try and do, you know? So for I don't know. That sure. Makes I definitely, cool. I definitely agree with that. I will give you the edge on curling for sure, because there's the dude from the, United States team of curling who just looks like somebody's dad. <laughs> yeah. Like absolutely. he's always wearing like a red trucker hat and just like has the mustache. <laughs> and like he just, you know, like you go like, oh, that's an Olympic athlete. Like, <laughs> right. <it's, you> know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh Olympic athletes in curling can have love handles, and that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> yeah. And that's something, yeah, we're like, I mean. I've never done curling before, but I know I personally know a dude who's very into curling. He yeah. lives in Aberdeen, South Dakota. Yeah. Um, and like is in like a curling league. A league. Yeah. That's so, cool. you know, there's there's more access to that than there is to bobsledding or ski jumping, for example. <laughs> so. Right. Well, good. I uh we we watch a little bit every night after the the kids go to bed, um, which is which is nice, which is fun. I prefer it when it's more Obviously, well, this is going to be anybody, but it's always more fun when it's in like a time zone that works uh, right. so you can watch things more live. Um, mm-hmm. So those are my best Olympic memories of uh, like when the Winter Olympics were just kind of like on all day long and you could just tune in and watch, you know, whoever. Whereas yeah. the way it is now, it's more you just catch the highlights for a few hours every night. But I, I have been feeling kind of bad because I do have the Peacock app. Um for yeah. WWE Network, and they've got it just constantly going on there. Uh-huh. And uh, every time I log into Peacock, I'm always like, "Oh yeah, the Olympics!" But then I just watch something <laughs> else. So. So well, uh, we're obviously rooting for the United States first, yes. but uh, shout out to our listeners in the West Indies. Jamaica yes. is uh, a summer Olympics force, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're with you guys there. You've got our support two. as well. <laughs> yep. I don't think Laos is <laughs> doing much, <laughs> but I don't know. If if they if they compete, you know we'll be cheering for them. So. And of course, I'm supporting the Lithuanian basketball team. Oh, always. Uh, as you know. Right. Uh a former Grizzly Jonas Valanciunas was like the guy oh, yeah. on the Lithuanian team. <clears throat> All right. So, Anthony, before we go any further, before we get into the episode, uh, I want to know what you're drinking this evening. Got the classic, the Grain Bell mm, Premium. Yes. The standby, the go-to. Absolutely. Uh, we were watching an episode of How I Met Your Mother last night before bed, and uh, Marshall was back in Minnesota, and they had him drinking a Grain yeah. Bell. Like, yeah. Right on. Right Love on. see it. I do uh, remember good. that. I, as soon as you said how much rather, I was like, I know exactly where this is going because I totally remember yep. from drinking Grain Bell back in Minnesota. Yep. Uh, unofficial, non-monetary sponsor of the podcast, Grain Belt. Uh, I am just, I'm still kind of taking a break from, from alcohol in general. So I've got a clear American peach flavored sparkling water beverage with Ooh. other natural flavors. Very good. Uh, so this is the one of the one. It, this is not a Lacroix knockoff. It's uh, it's sweet. So, but okay. still zero sugar. So that's what I'm drinking. Uh, just giving my body a little uh, reset. I've been yeah. feeling good, feeling healthy, establishing some some good rhythms as I head back to work here these last few weeks, and uh, 
kind of got my diet. I'm not like counting calories, but eating good food and getting out for a a walk every morning with my kids and just taking a little break from the alcohol. So, yeah. Well, uh, we here at Reliving the Lights, we support that. Uh, You know, we like to have a few drinks on this show, but, uh, you know, not having a drink is always a good choice. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, I am having a drink. It's just... (laughs) Walmart brand water. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. Uh, Before we start talking about the episode, I do have to address something. Oh, uh, because I said I would address it in the season three finale and I completely forgot. That's right. Uh, So I immediately was like, I need to talk about this. Uh, We got called out uh, deservedly uh, by listener Jada Polivic, who said, okay, I just listened to your episode on game of the week which was oh i don't she replied to episode 306 so i'm not sure which episode was game of the week but i want to say that was late in season three right yeah Mm -hmm. she said i listened uh to your episode on game of the week how long has it been since y'all watched season two coach taylor literally kicked riggins off the team for at least a couple weeks after going to mexico mcgregor was gone she is correct in retrospect i immediately remembered um because I had made the comment, oh, why yeah. doesn't coach ever punish Tim Riggins? Right. Um, he went to Mexico and received no punishment. That was McGregor that punished him. I was wrong. Um, and as soon as this was pointed out, I felt like an idiot. Uh, <laughs> I felt embarrassed. Uh, I am willing to give my chair up uh, as podcast uh, co-host. Um, because, All right, Jada, yeah, that, you heard him. <laughs> that is uh, uh, an inexcusable mistake. And I apologize, Jada, you were correct. That was Coach Taylor that kicked him off and and that Tim did have to re-earn his yeah. place on the team. Yeah, that was like a whole storyline. Big line. plot point, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, we stand corrected on, on that, both of us. Uh, good catch, Jada. Thank you for yes. pointing that out. And I'm sure there are many more of these instances where we get <laughs> things just completely wildly wrong. Yeah. Uh, please point them out and we'll, uh, we'll give you credit yeah. for that. By all means, call us out on our crap if we make a mistake. We're just a couple dudes drinking beers and Walmart <laughs> brand water uh, talking about a show that we love. Uh, mistakes are going to be made. This was never intended as a uh, the definitive uh, rewatch. We're just trying to have a little fun, but we do appreciate. We will absolutely, yes. as somebody who is like obsessed with corrections like that. Yes. I do like, I'm all about correcting those mistakes. So by all means, call us out on our, our BS and we will acknowledge <laughs> yeah. our mistake and thank if, you. If Jada's anything like me when I listen to podcasts, she was probably yelling at her her, <laughs> her her phone or whatever you were listening on, probably screaming out like, no, uh-huh. Coach Taylor kicked him off. <laughs> so, Have yeah, you ever seen that uh, that tweet that's like the closest you'll ever understand what it's like to be a, like a ghost in a movie? where somebody can't hear you is when you're listening to a podcast and you know something that the hosts don't know and you're like yelling at them like this is it. <laughs> I've not seen that, but yeah, that's accurate. That's good. One of my favorite tweets. Well, yell at us on at Twitter and make your, make your voice heard. All right. Any other business we need to cover before we get into it? That I believe is all. All right. This is episode one of season four. Uh, I just want to say, had a great time uh, talking with Miles and Austin on the finale. Yeah. 
couple of 100%. couple of stand up dudes. I uh, hope you guys enjoy that. I know it's just two random guys from our <laughs> high school, but yeah, it means absolutely nothing to you guys. But um, yeah, I had a lot of fun with uh, with with those guys. That was that was a good time. Yeah. So shout out to those guys. Uh, we appreciate it, Miles and Austin. Thanks for coming on. But we're on to season four now. Episode one of season four, entitled "East of Dylan." This episode aired October 28th of 2009. So we are now in my senior year of college. Movie Dude 1, is he on board for season four? Josh, I've got bad news. (laughs) Oh, no. No Movie Dude 1. We've got a fella named Haven Iron Oak. (laughs) Haven Iron Oak? Haven Iron Oak. I got a quick just check. And see if movie dude won. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead. Oh my god! What? Oh no! <laughs> we might be out at movie dude one. Might be done. Okay, Anthony, what are you telling me, Josh? I've got terrible news. We, I just went. We just had some technical difficulties. Yeah. Um, and while we were experiencing those technical difficulties, I went ahead and looked. And we don't have any movie dude one synopses for the rest of the series. Uh, well, folks, it has been great uh, going on this journey with you. Uh, that's it for reliving the lights. We're going to shut her down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know that we can go on without movie dude one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's have just a quick moment of silence commemorating movie dude one for a second and mm-hmm. think about all the good memories. <laughs> I can handle this song right now. We were not expecting this. We did not look ahead into this until now. (laughs) Absolutely Um, not. I'm I'm kind of at a loss for words. (laughs) I'm a little scared. (laughs) <laughs> I, I feel like people don't care that much about what we have to say uh yeah, like- <laughs> people look forward to this show for the movie dude one now we really gotta find movie dude one so we yes <laughs> get ahead of us and watch these episodes and uh and write synopses for us because he, he's kind of the the unsung hero of this show man Okay, if you're a fan of Reliving the Lights, we need to work on this together. Everybody get out there and look for Movie Dude 1. We, we've we tried, uh, but maybe if we all uh, work together, we can make it happen. Because, yeah, this is this is upsetting. This is upsetting. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we, we'll go ahead and unexpectedly introduce uh, the new synopsis writer he is i did look ahead and he's writing for the rest of the series i don't know if i guess we'll at least for the first couple of synopses because i didn't read them i just read that he was he was the writer of them yeah so here's the first ever haven iron oak (laughs) synopsis all right 
Coach Taylor is faced with building a football program from the ground up after redistricting, redistricting splits Dillon into two high school districts. East Dillon is without funds, without a qualified coaching staff, and without talent after the gerrymandering that was done by the Dillon Panther boosters. Meanwhile, Tim Riggins gives up on college and returns to Dillon only to find that you can't always go home again. Matt Saracen and Julie struggle with their roles in football craze Dylan now that Matt is no longer on the team. That was a very boring, coherent, well-written yeah. synopsis. <laughs> Pretty good stuff there. I guess he should have used a hyphen between football and crazed. Football <laughs> crazed Dylan. You know, I feel like saying... Uh, mm. After redistricting splits Dylan into two high school districts was maybe it felt a little uh, repetitive redistricting into two districts, but that was the only issue that I really took. And and actually now that I'm saying it out loud, it doesn't sound like yeah. So yeah, we're really <laughs> really reaching we're here. Reaching. Okay, well, uh, I mean, if this would just movie dude one, he'd probably get a nine or a. <laughs> 10. Yeah, this would probably be a 10 <laughs> on the movie dude one scale. Uh, there's maybe a couple of areas that could have used comma, commas. Like, meanwhile, meanwhile, Tim Riggins gives up on yeah. college. Should have been a comma after meanwhile. Uh, so, yeah, on the movie dude one scale, this is... I mean, even that aside, I think, would still make a movie dude one ten. So... <sighs> what are we going to do? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> All right. We didn't, well, you know, you don't know what you got till it's gone. And no that is kidding. really showing itself right now. Haven Iron Oak. Does he stick with us for a while when you were looking ahead? He is the rest of the series is Haven Iron Oak. <sighs> oh, okay. Every single episode from here on out is Haven Iron Oak. <laughs> All right. Well, <clears throat> let's keep it rolling. I don't know. I seriously, yeah, I, I don't know how you go on at this point, but all right. East of Dillon is the title of the episode. Little John Steinbeck reference there, you figure? Oh, maybe, yeah, with East of Eden. I hadn't thought of that. I've never actually read that book, so I don't know if this actually mirrors that in any way. But anyway, East Dillon, East of Dillon. All right, so this episode opens up. We get Slam and Sammy. On the uh, on the radio, kind of giving us the narration of what's going on in Dillon. Town's been divided, um, so we get a little opening montage. We find out right away, we establish right away, that Gracie does still exist. She still is in the family, so that's good. We got our obligatory shot <laughs> of the baby who's growing up right before our eyes. We see Matt uh, Saracen. Delivering pizza for Panther Pizza. Yeah. We get Landry. Yep. Landry gets a letter in the mail informing him that he's going to be attending East Dillon in yeah, the fall. Which looks like it comes as a surprise to him, yeah. but shouldn't he know this already? Isn't it just like, yeah, it seems like this is line. a late letter. <laughs> like Yeah. Well, I guess maybe with all the gerrymandering that they did uh maybe the line wasn't right. so clear but i feel like unless he lives right in the middle of town he should kind of know if he lives on the east side of town or not right right we get a little scene of buddy getting kind of disrespected by the new <laughs> the new coaches it's um, not a great look for buddy <laughs> chasing the golf no. cart around yeah. with the umbrella yeah 
Yeah. We get a shot of coach, uh, coach Taylor arriving at the East Dillon facilities. They are pretty destitute. I don't know yeah. why, if they decided to reopen this high school, that they've apparently done no preparation. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> it is an absolute mess. There's not even like grass on the football field. It's just mm-hmm. brown and yeah, everything looks like it's been like ransacked and looted. <laughs> right. <laughs> basically. Yeah. And part of me almost thinks that this is unrealistic, but um, probably it's not that unrealistic. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're basically starting a school up from scratch, right? Like with staffing right. and everything. Like you got to yeah. assume maybe there's like a couple maintenance people. Right. Just well, like for upkeep, they're restarting a high school right. that used to exist. Because I'm yeah, thinking I should like, say from scratch. I mean, I mean we're like talking about staffing. Right. The high school from scratch. I mean, look at, I mean, Jefferson High School opening up here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota here this yeah. fall. I mean, it's a lot, looking a lot nicer than he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, that one's brand new. Yeah there probably haven't been actual employees on the grounds for years. And now they're right. That's yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, We do get a quick music cue uh, song called Saito is walking by a band called Eastern conference champions, which I thought was maybe a, (laughs) the band name was maybe a, or that they used a song by that band name as a cheeky reference ah, to. Yes. Yeah. The Eastern school. Maybe I'm just, reading too much into it but well if they didn't do it on purpose it's still pretty nice yeah we get a shot we get our first view of vince uh and he's running from the cops and yeah gets arrested or whatever Mm -hmm. um the next scene we get is coach is the coaching staff is kind of pulling the team together they're you know checking the 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 vitals on everybody the height and weight and measurables and stuff and uh getting people signed up everyone wants to play quarterback <laughs> yeah this is a good bit it was a good bit i got a, a like a genuine out loud chuckle <laughs> at that because they get like a guy who's like 300 pounds yeah. he's off a quarterback well gentlemen we found our quarterback <laughs> Uh, so it's a real motley crew they got going. They get them out on the field, and it's a uh, it's a real little giants situation <laughs> yeah. out there. Uh, it's not good. They are in horrible shape. Obviously, don't know what they're doing. And turns out they only last eighteen minutes into practice before <laughs> coach calls it. We do get another music cue during this scene. Ooh. Uh, I was on fire with my Shazam yeah, yeah. Uh, during this episode. Uh, a little song called Ain't Coming Home by the Lucky Strikes. Uh, reminded me a lot of, had a real Black Keys sound. Yeah. Yep. I won't give it away, but we did have one of my favorite music cues ever on this episode uh, mm. towards the end. So I thought it was I'm amazing. To, oh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to have to see if I wrote it down. And then before I even got there, I was like, oh, duh. Yeah, yeah. It, it was fantastic. <laughs> we'll get to it. Um, yes. But coach basically tells him, go home and only come back tomorrow if you really want to be here, if you really want it. A police car pulls up as after coach has dismissed everybody. And turns out it's uh, like a brother of an old well, player. Like later on, because coach is like, he's pushing the... Yeah, um, he's painting the, the lines. thing to yeah, painting the lines. Yeah, yeah, yep. So yeah, unsure of exactly when this is happening, but police car pulls up. The a guy gets out. Turns out he's like the brother of a old player that coach used to 
used to mm-hmm. that used to play for coach speaks very highly of coach yes uh obviously a lot of respect for him and he he is basically bringing vince to coach as kind of like a second chance program like mm-hmm. this kid needs to get his head on straight and stay out of trouble or he's gonna end up locked away coach asks him if he has any experience playing football uh he <laughs> says yeah i play madden <laughs> Uh, which coach does either doesn't understand or pretends not to understand. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like he genuinely didn't understand, but uh come on. <laughs> if you're even if you're coach Taylor, yeah. you still know what Madden is. So as I watch this and you know, we get our first good look at Michael B. Jordan, I kind of th- mm-hmm. felt like did Michael B. Jordan become the biggest star from FNL? Did we talk about I was, this before? But I felt like we left him out in that conversation. Yeah, I don't think that we have talked about this just because he hasn't shown up until this point. Yeah. Um, I think, I, I mean, we talked about like Taylor Kitsch and his potential. <laughs> Tom Cruise potential. <laughs> Our generation's Tom Cruise. I stand by it. If he didn't catch such a crap hand, with, if John Carter wouldn't have bombed, forget <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, I, one of my old roommates posted uh, maybe two or three weeks ago about how he was like, man, if Charlie Hunnam would have gotten some good projects, he'd be the biggest thing going right now. And I was like, I commented on it. I was like, the person you're looking for is Taylor Kitsch, actually. Um, I, I like both of them, actually. And they're very, I feel like they're very similar dudes as well. But go on. But anyway, yeah, I think Michael B. Jordan's got to be the number one most, like, yeah. To hit it big after the show, for sure. Um, Man, it's got to be either him or Landry. Um, but in different right. ways. In a different way, yeah. yeah. De- Landry definitely has a very successful acting career, but Michael B. Jordan is probably a much bigger celebrity at this yes. point. Yes, I think that's um, probably in terms of like, if one of them is going to, if anybody from this cast is going to win an Oscar, it's probably going to be Landry. Yeah. If I had to guess, just because of the projects that he picks. Right. But if if you're asking somebody if you showed a cast picture to some random person on the street of everybody that was ever on FNL and you were like, name one person, the real name of (laughs) uh, one person in this picture, Michael B. Jordan, I think would hit like a hard nine out of 10. I've referred to Landry as Landry because I literally cannot think of what his name is. (laughs) Jesse Plemons. (laughs) Jesse Plemons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Plus Michael B. Jordan has a very easy name to remember because it's freaking Michael Jordan. Yeah. I mean, the guy was in Space Jam 2 for goodness sake, you know, (laughs) which was maybe the best bit of of space. Uh, oh, for sure. I agree. 100%. <clears throat> I loved it, man. I've seen so Although many the big lights. chungus reference. <laughs> right. That, which, that for me did it, which I didn't even, I didn't even catch. Cause I, I've just become aware of big chungus, like in the last <laughs> month. So, oh man. <laughs> so I missed it, but I'm glad you pointed it out. A lot of Friday night lights references that I've been catching in all sorts of different places. Uh, how I met your mother had one, uh, space GM two, there's something else that I took a snap of and I didn't end up sending it to you, but, um, but yeah, it's kind of all over the place for, yeah. for a show that I felt like doesn't get enough respect in. For and, sure. Uh, it's, I feel like it's popping up all over the place, but okay. Michael B. Jordan, top notch guy. Also, my wife cannot contain her love for Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> she just can't like he comes on the screen and you can just see it on her face. So <laughs> I don't mind. I get it. Mm. 
Same. <laughs> so. All right. So usually we don't note uh, when the title sequence hits, but uh, I don't know if you watched through it, but new title mm-hmm. sequence. Yeah. And uh, man, it kind of gave me some some feelings as I was watching it. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> Becky. Oh yeah, Luke. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like all of our new characters, we see them. And yeah, it's it's. I think it's very interesting because Luke is barely in this episode. Yeah, like he's more of he's basically a background uh, character in this uh-huh, episode, uh-huh. and I actually had forgotten. I don't want to spoil anything, right? But his status, yes. Um, I'll just leave it at that. But what's weird about it? Because I have for sure have not watched this season since it aired okay. in two thousand and nine. Yep. yep. But as soon as I saw him in the in the opening credits, I was like, oh, Luke. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like I immediately knew his character's name, which is <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, I was not it was somewhere somewhere in the back of my brain in a place that I felt was <laughs> important to remember because yeah, it stuck with me. I I had forgotten about his status as you worded it, but then as soon as I yeah, as soon as I saw mm-hmm. him, I remembered the whole storyline of oh oh yeah, yeah same. I yeah. immediately was like oh I know exactly how he gets to where he gets yes. I feel like this is this is a a buddy sleaze ball. It's tied into a buddy sleaze ball move, isn't it? I think, I believe if I so. Correctly, yeah. But uh, yeah, so lots of new characters. This is exciting. Yeah, you know, you feel a lot of like loyalty and nostalgia towards like the seasons one through three characters, and but now that we're like in season four and we see him, I'm I'm feeling the love for this for the East Dillon characters. Yeah, again, I'm I I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, I'm almost a little bit like we're now to like a quantifiable, like we've only got two seasons left. Like after this, we've got 25 or more likely fewer recording sessions uh, on the reliving the lights left, which is crazy. Like it's yeah. Very countable. Yeah. We're over two thirds done. Uh, yeah, I think we just hit 50 episodes. So Mm -hmm. not that. Yeah. Like this last week or the week before. So yeah. Crazy. Um, okay. So after the, the title sequence, we, it jump ahead three weeks, apparently, Mm -hmm. uh, we see buddy meeting with the boosters and the West Dillon coaches, the, uh, stud of suds, Joe McCoy, the worst (laughs) man in the world is there. Still weird as hell. Tammy comes into the meeting and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Awkward, weird, tense. Yeah. But they ask her to uh, call the coin toss at Friday's game. Mm-hmm. Um, she agrees. Joe makes a really weird joke that I didn't write down and don't fully remember. Yeah, he's like, remember. and we want you to call heads, and we think oh, you yeah. should. We think you should call heads, implying that it was fixed. Yeah, just kidding, just kidding. But yeah, I mean, this Weirdest is guy in the world. He's so gross. This is, and this is a straight like. This is a dig at Tammy, right? Like they're doing this simply because, I, yeah. Like it seems like that's ma- their whole thing. They make a comment about how want to make sure we're all on the same team here, mm-hmm. uh, even though. So yeah, so because Tammy obviously would want to be at uh, East Dillon for coach, but yeah. So they're like making her, pressuring her into doing the toying, toying cost, coin toss, coin toss. <laughs> So she's not crazy about it. I loved her line where she said, I hope you all get everything you deserve this year, which I thought was a very like <laughs> diplomatic way yeah. to, to say it. 
So yeah, Joe and the boosters are in full force already. We uh, get a scene. I wish we could have gotten a little bit more of this, uh, but mm. we get a scene of Tim Riggins mm. at college. Yeah. A fish out of water, <laughs> as it were. Yeah, don't you think we could have had just like even one week of, of yeah. Reagan's living it up at, yeah. at college? Like, I wish we could have seen him partying. Like, maybe him struggling in class a little bit more. Like, right. this could have been like three episodes before he, yeah, yeah before what happens happens. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, he gets up in the middle of class, gets in his pickup, drives back to Dylan and throws his books out the window and I think his book bag as well. Yeah. As he drives down uh the road, which is just I mean, even for Tim, I understand that it's symbolic, but like man, college books are freaking expensive. Like sell those back <laughs> sell to the bookstore, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh I don't know if you caught this. One of the book he books he throws out the window is the same book that we used in our middle school English class with Ms. Craft. Oh no, <laughs> that I like did orange notice that remember that like orange English Textbook. Yeah, it's was like, it like stack the deck or that one, or was it no, a, no, like it a hardcover one. one? Okay, it wasn't that one. I'm pretty sure it was with Miss Craft. Either uh, speaks volumes of San Antonio State's education level, <laughs> or uh, the show's budget at the time. Yeah. No, I can't find it just with the quick English textbook orange uh, on Google yeah. image search, but yeah, I'm like ninety percent sure that was our middle school textbook, but. Yeah, he's heading home. I don't know. Okay, so I know this is a thing, but I don't know the exact like process of it. But I felt like it was probably significant that the class that Tim was sitting in there, she was talking about the hero's journey, like Odysseus mm-hmm. and the hero's journey. So I just looked it up to see like what the typical like the hero's journey is. Mm-hmm. Call to adventure, supernatural aid. And then you hit the threshold, beginning of transformation, challenges and temptations. Then you hit death, rebirth, transformation, atonement, and return back home. So that's like the, what's the literary literary, literary hero's journey. So I'm guessing there's some ties to Tim Riggins stories that yeah. the writers were trying to get cute with, but... <laughs> But he is returning back home as the hero's journey does. Uh, <clears throat> at East Dillon practice, they are literally teaching them how to form a huddle. <laughs> yeah, it's not going well. They're struggling. Um, the assistant coach, <clears throat> of which there is only apparently one, one yeah. at East <clears throat> Dillon, um, who does seem to like take the game seriously and know mm-hmm. his stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh but one of the players is being a dumbass, uh, is yeah. kind of dinking around with the football, ends up like knocking the guy in the nose uh-huh. with the football a little too hard, and he gets out of there. He quits. Yeah, it seems to have broke his or at least yeah. bloodied up his nose. But yeah, that coaches one assistant quits. I don't know what that guy's name was. I just refer to him as yeah. Bozo in my <laughs> in my notes because this isn't his only act of. Bozoity. Uh, yeah. We get a little quick scene of Bozo Ma- did the dub. <laughs> uh, all right. We get a quick scene of uh, Matt, who is apparently taking art classes at Dylan Tech, which I feel like 
what I don't know what's even the point of taking mm. art classes at Dylan Tech. Um, yeah, but I I was kind of surprised. Like I I thought the interaction was very well done, um, because the art teacher at Dylan Tech is probably somebody who takes art very seriously, but like just this is the highest level that yeah. she could attain. And Matt had perfectly like just out of high school dialogue. Yeah. Um, where because she was like, well, I don't understand what you're like whatever is i don't remember what word she used mm-hmm. uh, like what your style is and he's yeah. like my style is drawing pictures <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and she's like well it seems like you just like drawing and not making art and matt says like well the art institute of chicago thought i like making art like you know <laughs> right and that's a way better school than dylan tech yeah says yeah I felt like they were both kind of being dicks a little bit. For sure. <laughs> Maybe the teacher was just doing her job, but <clears throat> but yeah, she she's not a fan of Matt's art and Matt doesn't seem to be a fan of her classes or her opinions. So yeah. uh Tim's back living with Billy and Mindy. Uh well, Tim's back at Billy and Mindy's house. Yeah. Um Mindy is not thrilled about no, this. No, not in the slightest. Uh <laughs> maybe that I didn't write down a ton of quotes, but uh, I did appreciate in the middle of kind of the confrontation about Tim living there. <laughs> Tim throws in a Billy tater me <laughs> in the middle of it. Billy passes him the potatoes. I'm I'm gonna assume that's Taylor Kitsch improv, which just is <clears throat> more proof of his genius. Yes. But yeah, Mindy's not not very happy with the situation. It's another tense, awkward uh, situation. But we do get uh, a beer tally right off the bat here. Tim is drinking a beer with dinner. Hey, oh, nice. Next scene, there's some sort of like school town hall type meet, like an info Mm, meeting or something. Tammy's in charge and there's people from West Dillon and East Dillon there. Um, before the meeting starts, coach, uh, goes over to his former assistant coaches who are still assistant coaches at West Dillon. And, uh, he kind of, uh, invites him to come on over. Yeah. Why don't you, why don't you says, come on over? Well, I hear that Aikman's got a real clown show going on. I heard he's got the, uh, <laughs> heard he's got a golf cart on the court or on the, on the field. Yeah. And uh, Mac McGill makes some comment about like, yeah, you know, if if something happens 10 yards, like was, yeah. it, I don't remember how he says it, but yeah, if the uh, team moves the ball 15 yards down the field, he drives, drives down <laughs> in his cart. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so coach kind of uses this to be like, Hey, so, uh, y'all want to come over to East Dillon? <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, yeah. Uh, Nobody seems to be wanting to take part in that. Uh, they, even as ridiculous as things have gotten, the Dylan Panthers. It sounds like it's still job security for yep. uh, Mac and the boys to stay at West Dylan. Yep, it's it's pretty hard to give up that gig, I would imagine. <clears throat> yeah. So the meeting starts, and Tammy's in charge, and pretty much immediately things get out of control. Uh, there are people who are pissed about being their kids being forced to go to to East Dillon, and it kind of yeah people start yelling. It becomes a real shit show real fast. 
yeah, people are mad. Tammy insists that the schools are the same. Somebody asks her, like, well, would you send your kid to East Dillon? To which she said, like, hey, my kid's zoned for West Dillon. Like, I don't know what to tell you. But But, but her dad coaches at East Dillon. Somebody yells out. Uh, I don't know if you caught a glimpse of the kid who speaks up at the meeting. I took a screenshot. (laughs) 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 Why did they pick that kid? This freaking kid. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, What what were they doing? (laughs) He's a producer's kid. That's uh, that's Peter Berg's nephew or something. (laughs) Yeah. Why does my brother have to go to a different school? <laughs> Sorry, kid. Anyway, this this whole meeting kind of erupts into chaos. Tammy is constantly like, hey, there's a Q&A at the end. Like, I have to give my, you know, yeah. like address, but nobody's letting that happen. So next we see Coach bringing in like an I, old VCR or something. Is I thought it was his computer. Oh, um, like that the, what it was? he's stealing computer. He bring, he's bringing it into uh, Sears for repair. Computer, I no, it couldn't be a, a computer from 1992 would not be. That's just it can't be a computer, can it? 1992. I, I don't even think we had our. I thought because I thought the guy said like he said like this was a piece of junk in 1992. Maybe maybe it wasn't, but whatever yeah. it was, a piece of piece of hardware. Yes. That he's bringing in to get fixed. Um, to me, I thought it was a computer because I thought it was like, that was the technology that East Dillon had. Sure. And they, like, that's where their budget was is that he couldn't afford a new one that he, you know, needed to bring yeah. in his, but yeah, no, I'm not sure. But, uh, Stan, uh, Stan Traub is the, the guy who is working and helping the coach out with that. Just when you thought Joe McCoy was the weirdest guy in this show, uh, Stan is even weirder, but in a very different way. Yeah. Um, at least not in an evil way, uh, yeah. which is good. Turns out Stan is a big fan of Coach Taylor, kind of a personal hero of his, it seems. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was the Millbank County Pop Warner Coach of the Year 2005, second place in 2006 and 2008, I believe is what he said. But we find out, uh, well, yeah, that kind of, the name kind of rings a bell with Coach and uh, turns out Stan's been sending him, uh, faxing him his resume <laughs> and leaving voicemails for Coach. Uh, so Coach is a little oh, weird yeah, out. Oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Coach is a little weirded out, but uh, Stan basically like ramrods his way into a volunteer assistant coaching position. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, Matt and Julie are out delivering pizzas. <laughs> yeah, Matt's got Julie along for the ride. Um, they're kind of riding around delivering pizzas, talking about an upcoming party, and they pull up to the McCoy house where JD is just an absolute dick oh my to Matt. It's almost like over the top how yeah. big of a dick they make him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially just like how he was last season. It's like if there's one mistake, if there's two mistakes that the writers made, <laughs> the first was Landry killing a guy. The second <laughs> is Joe JD McCoy going from like, oh gosh, uh, like oh, borderline goofus malufus yeah. to like big man on campus 
cocky ass like just yeah and not only like joe mccoy jr but joe mccoy jr like three episodes after joe mccoy beat the out of him irrationally that i mean that was kind of the turning point i guess are we supposed to think Mm -hmm, that that like mm -hmm. traumatic experience maybe that brought them closer (laughs) well like i mean like the the cps situation brought them closer together like as a family unit or something and made him realize that his dad's a dick so he should be a dick too or something, something. I don't know. Like, or maybe not even in a positive way with his dad, but just like I've been trying to be the perfect kid for right. this guy who turns out to be a complete ass and tried to beat the shit out of me. So now he's like rebelling and going right. Yeah, that could something. be. That's a good way to let's let's <clears throat> let's use that because there was uh, in a couple of scenes. There's another uh, scene that I was like, man, yeah. what happened here? But we'll yeah. we'll okay. get into that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he says like, Hey, it's a real shame. You didn't go to Chicago. I would have tried for Julia this year, which is like (laughs) quite an absolutely insanely dickish thing to say. Maybe I just know like mostly really good people. But when he said that, I was like, Oh, I can't even imagine a human being saying that. I suppose they're awful people, but at the same time, like (laughs) that's really offensive. Right. When then he kind of was like, I'm just joking. But like yeah, in a right. very it was very like Joe McCoy esque. Yeah, sure. well, like, Joe did like, that earlier in the do episode. Do you not like understand how other people react to stuff? <laughs> like, <sighs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. He, uh, JD's making your skin crawl already yeah. in this this uh season in season four. But yeah. But then uh he also like as Matt's giving the food, he's like, shouldn't there be some cinnamon sticks in here? And Matt's just like, nope. <laughs> uh, do you think Matt purposely stole them? I didn't, I couldn't tell exactly what was going on there. I couldn't tell either. I'm gonna like, I'm choosing to believe that he didn't order cinnamon yeah. sticks. Yeah. And that, uh, he was trying a, like, you know, uh, yeah. Oh, you grift. didn't get my order. Right. Yeah. He was yeah. trying to grift. Um, and Matt was not having any of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like that better. All right. Over at practice, East Dillon coaches trying to whip Vince into shape. He's obviously a very raw talent, but a very high talent. Um, mm-hmm. Because when he gets it, he's really good, really fast, looking great. Uh, old coach Stan Traub is really going 110% at the uh well, more like 170% at the whole volunteer <laughs> assistant coaching thing. He's a little yeah. over the top of that. Yeah, like you said, Vince is, the whole team is struggling, but Vince is really showing some some promise. If anybody on the team is showing some promise, it's him. Yep. Over at the party later that evening, mm-hmm. get a, like a little weird shot of Landry and Devin talking. Um, I don't even remember what they're talking about. I didn't. It I at first didn't note much of it, but it ends up coming into play later. So they're talking about the whole g- getting sent to East Dillon thing. Oh right, right, and right. Devin's yeah. like, my mom would kill herself if she, yep, if I they sent me to East Dillon or whatever. That's right. JD is creeping hard on Julie. This was my other like moment yeah. of being like. Wow, apparently Yeesh. Joe McCoy doesn't care anymore if his kid's out partying and chasing girls all the time because... Oh, yeah. Uh, that never would have gone. Yeah, yeah. JD's clearly a little bit tuned up. Creeping on Julie, like... Hard. Being flat-out inappropriate. Yeah. 
like uh, some real Brock Turner. <laughs> like <laughs> says something like finally Julie's like your dad's an ass or says something like that. Yeah. And JD like is like, oh, now I got to throw you in the pool and like <laughs> lifts her up and like is still being like playful about it. And she's like, uh, this is f- weird, man. Uh, <laughs> and as she's lifted in the air, Matt walks into the party and interjects yeah. and gets into a fight with JD. Yeah. He's none too happy about it, which everyone. <laughs> I was confused by the reaction because everyone's like, Matt, stop, Matt. Like, yeah. Making Matt to be the bad guy. It's like, this guy's a dick and Matt's yeah. This guy was lifting her up and trying to throw her in the pool, like fully clothed. Yeah. Come on. Which he just, this is, this is late enough, uh, recent enough that you got to assume everybody's got a cell phone in their pocket. Right. So, like even that. Matt Absolutely justified. The iPhone had been out for two years at this point. <laughs> exactly. JD like kind of flips out a little bit and saying stuff like coach should have never taken me out of the game. Yeah. Uh, he just felt sorry for you. You suck. This is my Dylan now. Like yeah. really. Yeah. An unstable dude. Uh, we get Tim and Billy painting the nursery. Tim is going pretty hard on on the yellow color. Yeah, doesn't uh, like the puke. color. Says it's a puke color. I could puke insists. on this wall and you wouldn't even know because it's <laughs> the color of puke. Billy insists that it's a mustard. <laughs> Which I feel like color. mustard isn't a yellow for a baby. I feel like that's not a baby color. That's like for no. 30, that's like a thirty five year old woman sweater color. Right. Yeah, that's like a clothing <laughs> color, not a paint color like no i can't think of like any room that ever been in that's painted mustard but neither nor there no that kind of triggers billy uh and billy freaks out on him attacks him physically attacks him uh but it kind of comes out in the scuffle the skirmish that uh he's super pissed at tim for dropping out of college um yeah he's busted his ass for eight years to get him into college and now he's dropping out yep didn't even make it to like into this and didn't even make it through september yeah you know there's no room for you here Mm -hmm. etc yep tim says you're right billy there's no room for me here all i wanted to do was come home uh we get a scene next where Tammy actually goes into a classroom. So there's apparently like students at West Dillon who are supposed to be at East Dillon and are like refusing to go. And Devin is one of them. Yeah. I don't know if it's refusing to go or if their parents are just like trying to get one past the administrators or what. Yeah. But Tammy goes and like pulls Devin out of class Mm -hmm. and apparently they're going to like put her on a bus and send her over to the other school. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I guess. Um, And in the middle of this, Julie just kind of like gets up from her desk to look out the the door window. uh, Yeah. Like and watch her like is very weird how it all happened. I remembered like that. Julie w- ended up going. Well, I guess maybe we don't know that for sure yet. Yeah, but I I remember that don't. that happened. I thought she was like gonna get out and like go with them at that oh, point. Oh sure, but she didn't. I she just yeah like got up. She just kind of gets up awkwardly and 
yeah, looks out the window. But mm, we've got uh, Matt and Landry dinking around in the front yard. <laughs> Matt tells Landry, hey, you could see some playing time with the Lions this year. Like, they've got a pretty team. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think you got a shot here. They're interrupted by Grandma, who tells Landry that he looks like a girl when he throws. <laughs> Uh, just a funny looking creature there (laughs) Um, and tells him, Hey Matt, you should be throwing, you know, you've got a game coming up or something. And Matt's like, "Uh, I'm not in high school anymore. Grandma and uh, coach Taylor doesn't coach the Panthers anymore. And grandma's like, yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you. (laughs) Yeah. Frigging grandma. Yeah. Things have not improved on that front. Mm. Well, at least she's happy, I guess. She's in a bad way. Um, we don't know where Mom Ma Saracen is at this oh. point. For sure, we were the Ma Saracen watch is still out because Yikes. we we had kind of thrown into effect a few weeks ago. She did show back up, but yeah, as of season four, we haven't seen her in in a little while. Boy, I hope she's not gone. That'd be a real bummer. Me too. Oof. Yeah, yeah, just an an implied bummer. Yeah. <laughs> They're they're hoping the writers are hoping you won't notice and you won't get too bummed out, mm-hmm. but we're gonna notice and get bummed out. Just like the there. disappearance of Santiago, like <laughs> right. we're hoping you just don't notice. Hope that in the few months in between these episodes airing, you just forgot about him <laughs> and Mossers and and Waverly, Landry's dad, he's, and Landry's dad. <laughs> he's still out there somewhere. Yeah. Tim's at a bar. He's <laughs> drinking and bleeding uh, from his scuffle with Billy. Yeah. And it's like natural daylight coming in. It's like 3 p.m. <laughs> right. Uh, the bartender who is... Uh, Not that there's anything wrong with doing a little day drinking. but <laughs> Right. Uh, and the way that Tim Riggins is doing it is the bad way to day drink. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, at a dingy bar by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, Drinking while, shots because you're sad. Yeah. While <laughs> bleeding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the bartender who is a woman who is obviously significantly older than him. Not old, but older than Tim Riggins. Uh, right. She is obviously into him. She's giving mm-hmm. him the eyes and buys him a shot. They drink. Yeah. And uh, we can kind of see where this is going. Yeah. Um, do you think this is... The bar where they know him as Toby. Toby. That could be it. This could be, yeah. He's he's uh, living his alternate, his, what's the <laughs> alter ego? Iraq war vet. Two-time <laughs> Iraq war vet. Yeah. Maybe what that's was the name why of that she, bar? Scooters? Oh, no. no to- yeah, Toby yeah, is Sorry. His name. That's his name. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Scooters uh, sounds like it could be right. I'm not it's sure. something in that range. You can go ahead. Feel free to correct us on Twitter. Yeah, we, I was just going to say there, people are yelling at their radio. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> uh, okay. So we see where that's going. Um, over at practice again, coach is talking to the team. Like they're, they're all taking a knee and he's talking. And while that's going on, the, bozo dude um that doesn't the coach's nose doesn't realize how privileged he is to be hearing a coach taylor speech in person no kidding (laughs) yeah you'd listen up when that's going on but he kind of picks a fight with landry and so they get into a little kerfuffle 
uh, while coach is speaking. And that obviously doesn't go over well with coach. Uh, coach loses it and, you know, gives everybody a good, uh, chewing out about fighting and talking back and wearing jewelry and all of that. (laughs) There'll be none of that out here. Uh, there's just you shutting up and me talking coach says, um, but coach tells Landry and the bozo guy to, to make up. Kicks out the bozo who started the fight with Landry and uh, causes a few other players to to walk out as well. He kind of gives a like, if anybody doesn't want to be here, get yeah. out. Yeah. And loses a significant chunk of the team. Yeah. There were, there were more that followed Bozo, uh, but Vince does stay. For some reason, Coach specifically yes. asks him, do you want to be here? Yeah. Coach says, yeah. Or Vince says, yeah, I want to play. Uh, we see the aftermath of Tim's night with the bartender lady. He has slept over. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of stumbles his way out to the kitchen because he's, he's, he's awoken. <laughs> yes. <laughs> By someone uh, singing the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah. Uh, very, very appropriate for our Olympics conversation. Mm. Um, very patriotic scene we get from Becky. Um, Becky recognizes him right away. Uh, yeah. Aren't, <laughs> aren't you Tim Riggins? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She is basically the new beau. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> aren't yes. you Tim Riggins? <laughs> hey, Tim Riggins. <laughs> I wonder if my mom knows she slept with Tim Riggins, she said. When they, but uh, she says, whatever you did to her, way to go, 33. But I need a ride <laughs> yeah. to school. She even knows his football number. Yeah. Which, um, but yeah, she needs a ride to school because her mom is uh, probably too intoxicated yet to, to drive Yeah, she says, like, what kind of shape is she in? Because I need a ride to school. And yep. so, so Tim gives her a ride. Truck breaks down on the way to school because it's Tim's truck. And that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And so we get kind of a scene of them trying to fix the truck, yeah. going back and forth. A She's bit. kind of annoying him while he's fixing the truck. She's act. Um, she really is acting like Bo. Uh, yeah, <laughs> for real, for real. She. He eventually says, "How far is your school from here?" Uh, because you need to walk <laughs> the rest of the way. <laughs> yep. She asked him the question. I wrote this one down. What's it like being the guy who used to be Tim Riggins? Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. Yeah, she's pretty savage. Like, mm-hmm. pretty much you've already peaked and it's all downhill from here. And like, as she's leaving, she's like, bye, Tim Riggins. I hope you find what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. And savage uh, stuff. Yeah, she. you can tell she's been through some stuff. She mm-hmm. straight up tells Tim, yeah, guys don't usually do re- repeat performances with my mom. So I'm yeah. assuming I won't see you again. But Yeah, she's pretty, pretty world-hardened. <clears throat> Yes. Already at the uh, tender age of like 16. I was going to ask how old you thought she was. Hard she to was, say. She was acting very young, but she yeah. doesn't She doesn't look super young. Right. But that's the case with every person right. on the show. So, Coach and Stan having a little meeting. Turns out that more players left uh, the team yeah. after only, practice. Only 18 players on the roster. Yep. Uh, you're getting down to yeah, small town South Dakota football where you yeah. have to play both ways because that's yeah. all you you don't have enough to to uh, field an offense and a Do defense separately. Yeah. Stan is being Stan. Coach says, Stan, I really wish you'd learn to filter your thoughts. That'd be really helpful. 
But in the midst of all this, uh, one of Coach's old assistant coaches from whose name Dillon, that we don't know, don't know. I recognize him. Yeah, barely. He's yeah. no Mac McGill. But. <laughs> no, uh, but he's been around. Um, he yeah. shows up. Looks like he's joining up with the Lions, mm-hmm. which is good news for Coach. Coach Taylor says, "Not with that hat." <laughs> right. So uh, he takes the hat off. Well, you got an extra one. Coach takes his own hat off and says. You can have this one. It's uh, not in our budget. Yep. The last one we got. Another hat is Yeah. Speaking of that Dylan Panthers hat, I saw the NBC store or some some official Friday Night Light store had that hat on sale this week. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. It was still like over 20 bucks. 20 so, bucks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So it is Friday morning, the morning of game day. Tammy is stressed out about missing Coach's game. First game she's ever missed in their whole yeah. relationship. Yep. She's sorry. Um, as they're kind of having this conversation, Julie shows up. She announces that she wants to go to East Dillon. Also, she apparently is the only person in town who can make that choice. Exactly. Because she's dist- <laughs> exactly. she's dist- districted for West Dillon, and she's just like, I'm going to go to East Dillon. I don't care. I wonder if it's maybe because more people want to go to West Dillon that anybody, <laughs> should they... Should they so choose can go to you still in? But like, yeah, it was like, how does she get to make that choice? The only thing that I can figure out the, the like, this is how I explained it in my own mind, because this does not make sense because the whole reason she's going to East Dillon is because people are being forced to go to East Dillon. But the only thing I can figure out is just that maybe since coach works there, then she can right. enroll there because that was kind of the situation with me growing up. Because technically, Tammy, Tammy works at East Dillon or West Dillon. Right. But so then she would have the option Excuse of going me. to either. Because mm-hmm. when I was growing up, I technically was in the LaRouche School District. So I should have gone to the country school. Oh, But my mom worked at uh, the school in town. So then I w- got bailed out and didn't become a weirdo. In <laughs> That's really interesting. I didn't realize that that was... Um, like a school districting thing. Yeah. No. Very I'm, interesting. I'm That's... very, very grateful that I did not go to the country <laughs> school. Because we're, we were only like three miles away right. from, from there, just over there in Academy. Huh. That is news to me. Is LaRush still going? No, no, no. Okay. No, that I think about by the time we got out of high school, then it was shut down. Okay. That's, I was going to say that. Yeah. I reckon, I mean, I know that name 100%, but yeah, it's like a hunting lodge now. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, okay. I just want to comment that the way Julie did this was so typically Julie just like nonchalantly walks in and like drops that bomb on coach. Yeah. Tammy. Classic. Like, Julie. no, it's no big deal. Whatever. I'm just going to go to East Dillon. Oh, I just got a tattoo. It's nothing. Yeah. Devin goes there, so I'm going to go there. Yeah, right. And since when are Devin and Julie good friends? <laughs> yeah, that, that's a new development <laughs> that I also noticed for season four. Come on. <laughs> what? It, because they're both, be, because Landry, because Julie is such good friends with Landry. Right, no. exactly. They're not friends. Jeez. Like, they're proxy friends because Landry was, like, briefly involved with Tyra romantically and julie and tyra are sort of like are good friends i guess yeah but that's a stretch 
to are, be like that Julie and Devin would become friends. Are Matt and Julie together at this point? Are they together? Yeah. Yeah. Matt and Julie are together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were delivering pizzas. They're delivering pizzas together. So that's also how she... He is. stayed in Dylan for her. Right. That's also how she is um, connected to Landry. Because Matt and... That's Landry, true. But, but I don't think that Julie no. and Devin... That's still... The connections still just aren't there. No. Not at all. Uh, yeah. But typical Julie. Okay. We see the Lions locker room. Pre-game. Coach gives a pretty good speech. Oh, it's good. It's really good, actually. Yeah. I yeah. The keeper. Yep. It was it was uh definitely in the upper tier of coach talks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um Landry seems to be a locker room leader simply because he's played for coach, so he knows what to do <laughs> when coach comes into the room, you take a knee and when coach <laughs> says clear eyes, full hearts, you say can't, can't lose. lose. Yeah. Which uh was a very nice moment. Um, I definitely got goosebumps during coach's speech and clear eyes, full hearts moment. But that's just, I feel like we've just been conditioned to every time that's clear eyes, full hearts is said, you, your body is like Pavlovian <laughs> response goosebumps yeah. at this point. But We get kind of a, a juxtaposition series of shots yep. between the massive Dylan crowd and the tiny East Dylan crowd. Mm-hmm. Um the East Dillon crowd is maybe like a quarter full. Yeah, if that. Yeah. We get Becky, who we just met, singing the national anthem to pretty much nobody mm-hmm. versus like the huge, yeah, elaborate thing is over at, at West Dillon. Yeah. And over at West Dillon, Tammy goes out. She calls the exact opposite of what she's asked. Just fantastic. And the coin toss. Yeah, it was, it was a good bit. Yep. Yep, Coach Wade told her to call heads, and if they win, they want to uh, be on defense. Tammy calls tails and wins and <laughs> says that they want the ball and yeah. <laughs> walks off the field. It's pretty nice. Over at the Lions game, uh, it starts off all right. We see a nice flash from Vince. He returns the the kick, gets a nice uh, nice return out of it, but takes a big hit. At the end, and it's pretty much all downhill from there. <laughs> they peaked on that. Um, yeah, we he still sucks at football. They're very, very bad. Uh, fumble on the snap on the first play from scrimmage. Their, their quarterback is a complete jamoke. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> which I don't. Do they get a different quarterback? Is this guy? I thought Vince was the quarterback. Later, does on. he start to play a quarterback? I, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. I can't remember because it's definitely not uh, the other guy who comes in and becomes a major player for them. Right. I'm pretty sure Vince becomes the quarterback, but I don't know who this guy is that they're starting or why yeah. coach thought that he could be QB because he is not. Uh, Talking about bozos. That guy yeah. Bozo too. Uh, yeah. So it doesn't go well. They're absolutely getting smashed. The quarterback is calling the wrong plays. It's a royal ass kicking it's yeah. very bad. They're down 45 to zero at the half. And yeah. uh, it's a pretty ugly scene in the locker room. Yeah. Yeah. They're down 45 to zero in South Dakota high school football, at least at the 11 a yeah. uh, level at that time. That's the game's over. <laughs> yeah. That's a mercy rule right there. Yeah. Here is my favorite music cue that I think has been in the show thus far. We get, uh, 
I I just I love yeah. this song anyway. Okay. I love this version. I've like done this version actually before, like in actual <laughs> you know services and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, we get "Come Thou Fount" by Sufjan Stevens over the top of just kind of the <laughs> uh, gore and uh, yeah aftermath of the first half in the locker room. Yeah. So the guys are super beat up. Teams hurt. Yeah, there's blood. There's, Landry's yeah. maybe broke his jaw, Josh Kuyper style. <laughs> it really looks like he's spitting blood. <laughs> yeah. Coach should have made him go stand in the shower so he didn't <laughs> bleed in my locker room. Uh, I pulled another screenshot of this because I thought it was funny. And also, what the heck is Coach doing? <laughs> I was just like a, a second too late, but it's still a it's still a good shot. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like trying to stick his finger yeah, in there. He gets his hand did, in yeah. Landry's mouth. He's like poking yeah. at it. Angie <laughs> Angie made a comment about the douche. She was like, "Is he trying to stick his finger in his mouth? Like, why is that gonna help?" <laughs> you see the subtitle. This hurt. <laughs> <laughs> And the pain on Landry's face of that screenshot is yeah, excellent. That's that uh, that A tears <laughs> uh, Jesse Plemons acting there. Yeah. Uh, so it's very bad, and Coach actually goes outside. We don't know what he's doing at first, but he calls the ref over and tells him that uh, they got to call the game. Yeah, listen, game's over. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, we can't play the second half. All right, we forfeit. That would you want me to say yeah. we forfeit the game. The ref couldn't believe it. Um, but they do forfeit and like the ten people that are still in the crowd from East Dillon are pretty pissed. But yeah, coach forfeits a game, which uh obviously is uh not an easy decision to make, I would assume. Yeah, not his style. Nope. Uh roll credits. That's the end of the episode. We're going to take a short break and we will be right back to give out our weekly awards. We are back. We're going to give out our awards for the week. We're going to start, as we always do, with the Coach Taylor Inspo rating. Anthony, I got to tell you, this is one of Coach's better showings. This is for sure a good one. Um, yeah, that speech he gives before the game uh, is really good. This has got to be, I got to say, in the very least, a seven, but I'm leaning more towards like an eight. Yeah. Um, I initially was thinking nine in my head, um, but that's basically just based off of the pregame speech. If I think about the rest of the right. episode, wasn't actually great the rest of the time. I mean, I th- he loses his cool a lot. Um, I don't know. Hard to blame him though. Yeah, as Stan in, in said. Situation. As Stan said, the uh, the move to tell people to leave if they didn't want to be there was a risky one. Uh, not sure that's going to pay off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I came down to an eight. So if you're at a seven leaning towards an eight and I was at a nine, maybe coming down to an eight, it sounds like eight is the number yep. for this week. I like it. 
Julie Taylor Hatometer. Uh man, yeah. How are we feeling about Julie? I'm annoyed that she approached the East Dillon situation the way she did, but maybe it's admirable for her. I don't know if it's admirable. Know. I think the way that she did it is a little bit too I get my way uh all the yeah. time, no matter what. So we're definitely give her some points for that. However, um, I think you gotta give her I'm almost willing to go neutral because of how she stood up to JD. Yep. yep, Absolutely. Um, Yeah. I would say in the very most like a one this week, just because if it, it feels those two things. So on either side of the scale, they feel very equal because Mm -hmm. like the East Dillon thing is just kind of annoying. It's not terrible. Standing up to JD is good, but it's not like, wildly impressive it's just you stood right. up for yourself so i feel like this this is probably a neutral week okay i'm good with that all right big rig beer tally i know we had at we least had, one we had one beer okay oh yep in a shot and yeah we see him do there's many as usual implied <laughs> drinks off screen but right uh we'll call it two we'll call it two i think is only fair yep Okay, Almo Freeze presents the Matt Saracen Aw Shucks Goofus Malufus moment of the week. I think his conversation with the art teacher. That's that seems the most goofus malufus y. Yeah. Uh, not a great Well, the artist due to Chicago thought that I was, you know, <laughs> I knew how to do art. Yeah, not a great episode for Matt. He kind of seriously, Matt is just like the punching bag of the show. If I'm not mistaken. Um, Zach Guilford is actually from Chicago, right? I wonder if that's oh. maybe a nod. Oh, I did not. I did not know that. Home. I don't know. Well, there you go. He just wants to go home. <laughs> Buddy Garrity sleazeball move of the week. Uh, Buddy doesn't get then a really an opportunity to go full sleazeball because he's kind of low man on the totem pole at this point. We really only show him. Um, yeah, like. It being embarrassed at practice. That's really the only buddy scene. Yeah, he's in the that one scene with the boosters and Tammy where they kind of railroad her into doing the coin toss. And you can see that he does not like how they're treating Tammy. So maybe the maybe the sleazeball move of the week is just Buddy Garrity obviously not liking how they're treating Tammy, but not sticking up for her. But no real strong contenders here. Uh, for the record, Zach Guilford is from Evanston, Illinois. All right. I was just go. looking at uh, his wife. She's got a real, she's got kind of Julie Taylor vibes. She does have Julie Taylor vibes. That's funny. It's like a, like this is her Wikipedia photo. It's a little bit blurry. She, is she not like it's, super famous? Um, I mean, she's got a Wikipedia page. <laughs> what does she That's do? That's a lot more famous than me. An American actress who starred in the A&E network drama, The Glades. Yeah, and haven't heard of that one. Previously starred as Anne Sorelli on the WB comedy drama Related and as Nikki Fernandez in the main cast of the third season of the ABC television drama series Lost. I did watch all of Lost. I don't remember Hmm. Nikki Fernandez. Wow. She married Zach Guilford in 2012. Her previous husband... She's been married twice. Her previous husband was also named Zach. <laughs> wow. She was in uh, Stuck on You, 
as her, <laughs> the role Pepper Spray Cutie. <laughs> All right. Well, I had no idea about Matt Guilford or Matt, Matt Guilford, <laughs> Zach yeah. Guilford's wife. Now we know. Now we know all about her. Uh, notable music cues. Healy Sanchez, come on the show. Yeah, we'll take you for sure. <laughs> give us that you Matt Saracen. You Zach Guilford with you. Yeah, just give us the Matt Saracen inside info. But mm-hmm. uh, man, notable music cues. I know what my vote is. Definitely yeah. come thou fount. But what were the other ones we had? Yeah, I wrote down all three. We had Sideways Walking by Eastern Conference Champions. We had Ain't Coming Home by The Lucky Strikes and Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing by Sufjan Stevens. Boom. So, seems nice. like that's going to be the the W, which I'm completely okay with. Right on. I, uh, it took me a long time to really get into Sufjan Stevens. It took mm-hmm. literally until the Carrie and Lowell album, but that one finally clicked with me. Yeah. I'm overall not a huge Sufjan, Sufjan fan, but there are, you know, different songs right. that that I enjoy. Yeah. So. I own the Illinois album on vinyl and I've never listened to it. <laughs> um, I got it on, uh, at last subsidy shops, a uh, half price day. Oh, nice. Uh, so I got it for like 10 or maybe a 12 bucks or something yeah. like that. So I was like, I know that Might this is well. an album that people like, I'll pick it up. I've not yet listened yeah. to it. So. <laughs> uh, quote of the episode. I did not have anything written down. I got a few things. I don't think that they were like really that stand out, but I'll just look through and find what I had. Billy tater me. <laughs> That's that might be <laughs> it. Honestly, yeah. I think so. I'll see what else we got. The only one on the IMDb page is Landry. Stop throwing the ball. You look like a girl <laughs> from Mrs. Saracen. Oh yeah. That's another one I have. Uh, I, she followed that up with, uh, she followed that up with, uh, you're just a funny looking creature there. <laughs> What's it like being the guy who used to be Tim Riggins? Oh, I wrote down some of coach's speech. Uh, he says, there's a joy to this game. Is there not? There's a passion and a pleasure to this game. There's a reason we're all out there. Other than the fact of the pride it gives us and the respect that it demands. We love to play the game, so let's go out there and have fun tonight. Because tomorrow, if you give 110% tonight, tomorrow people are going to look at you differently. And I promise you, you'll look at differently at your, you'll look at yourself differently. Full eye, full eyes. My goodness. Clear eyes, <laughs> full hearts. Can't lose. So that's kind of what I wrote down, but I think we got to go with Billy. Tater me. Absolutely. Okay. Our MVP of the episode. Who had a good showing? I'm inclined to say Coach Taylor. That was my first Kind of really did it all here. Yeah. I don't really know who else. Who else? I did love would be. Tammy's act of defiance. It was a nice moment. For sure. She kind of gets run over yeah. at that meeting. Yeah. Well, yeah. Really both the meetings she gets run over, but I think the right answer here is coach. Yeah. All right. Coach Taylor, congratulations. You are this week's MVP of the episode. Episode rating. 
first episode of season four uh, got me excited about our, kind of our new characters, our new situation. Um, so I'm feeling pretty positively about this one. I mean, we are just following up some, you know, some all-time greats with the end mm, of season right. three. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll be entirely honest. I'm a little bit more underwhelmed. Mm. I don't know these characters yet, even though I do. Yeah. But as like, uh, you know, coming from the, uh, if I was to watch this for the first time, I don't know a lot of these characters yet. I don't know how I feel about East Dillon. I remember, I do remember actually watching this for the first time. And, uh, you know, after coach had left in for TMU in season two, mm-hmm. I remember kind of being like, oh, are they actually going to go through with this East Dillon storyline? Uh-huh. You know, we've been so accustomed to the Panthers in the last three seasons mm-hmm. that, um, I mean, that's a huge risk to take. So I have to yeah. give it to them because they, spoiler alert, they do go through with the whole <laughs> East Dillon thing. But I don't know. I, I think that this is, it's almost like a, a hard reset. Yeah. 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 For sure. In the same way that season three is a hard reset. Like it's almost all over again, a hard reset mm-hmm. uh, and almost too soon. So I, I, I felt a little underwhelmed. It was all, trying to do a lot in a small amount of time. Right. I feel like. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm feeling like a, maybe a, a six to Ooh, like boy. a seven is the highest I'd be willing okay. to go on this one. All right. Yeah, I guess if I like if I take my knowledge of the rest of the series and my nostalgia out of it and I put myself yes, back into this is the first time I've been watching. I don't know if this is going to work or not. I think yeah, I'd be really pissed that I wasn't getting more of, you know, your your classic Friday Night Lights and yeah, wouldn't care about these other people. So that's a good point. I probably would have gone like a strong eight, but uh, I can meet you at a seven. I think that's yeah, that's fair. Don't worry, there is a ten very soon on the horizon. Oh, uh, if memory serves. Wow, I don't know so, what you'd be referencing, but yeah, maybe my favorite episode of the entire series falls in this season and early in this season. So, mm-hmm. all right. So I'm feeling a little more positive on it, but overall solid episode. Uh, We're going to go with a seven for this week. Uh, Looks like on IMDb, they gave it an eight. The the viewers have given it an 8.6, which is a step down from the last couple episodes, which I believe were in the nines. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's it. Uh, What's our lesson of the episode? What's our moral? What is the takeaway from this that we can apply to our everyday lives? You know, no matter how deep you are into something, there's always time for new beginnings. Mm. Profound. I'm going to say, uh, don't kick the Hispanic maintenance workers door. They don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's good advice uh, for both of us. Good. All right. There you have it, folks. Uh, The first episode of season four. Um, Yeah. If this is your first time watching the show, don't worry. This is better than season two and you made it through season two. Yes. So, hey, even numbered seasons are rocky. I think we've mentioned that a few times before, or at least the odd numbered seasons are my favorites, if memory serves. Mm -hmm. Um, Previously, 
season three was my favorite season. I don't know if I'm ready to to let it hold that crown after rewatching it. It was still great. Yeah. I mean, there's still some really, really great episodes in there, and we had a lot of fun talking about them. But man, season one is really iconic. So yeah, 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 yeah. But no, this is not the worst season. It is an even numbered season, which if like I said, if memory serves, are my least favorite, but once again, maybe my favorite episode, the entire series is coming up very, very soon on the horizon. And uh, there's, there's, there's still highlights and it's, it's never going to be as bad as season two. <laughs> <laughs> You've made it this far that the, I sent you the snap, but the, uh, the, how I met your mother reference, they literally talk about how bad season two is. Uh, yeah. They, the, the Marshall's boss is like stockpiling a doomsday bunker and has packed all five seasons of Friday night lights. <laughs> Marshall says, ah, you can probably skip season two, <laughs> yeah. which I disagree with. No, um, it's good. It, yes. It's worth watching it's, as, as especially this rewatch has made me realize. Yeah. As dumb as some of it is, I still love that still season. great TV. Absolutely. Yes. Really? Yeah. I feel like in my mind too, it really uh, restored and rebuilt the image of season two on this rewatch Absolutely. for me. So it's still going to be the butt of the joke for the series. Absolutely. But, but watch, watch season two. Don't skip it. We, we cannot avoid the fact that Landry killed a guy. Um, yeah. So it is what it is. Hey, uh, shout out to our listeners in the West Indies. Congratulations yes. on if you're from the Bahama or uh, if you're from Jamaica specifically. Uh, Bahamas have done okay, but Jamaica has done very well uh, in the 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 Olympics. Um, shout out to our listeners in Laos. Uh, yes. Glad to have you with us. And wherever you are, uh, whatever uh, country, whatever state, uh, wherever you are, we are happy you're with us. It is uh, our pleasure to uh, talk Friday Night Lights with you all. Reach out to us on Twitter at Reliving Lights. Drop us a review and a rating on iTunes. Those actually, I'm finding, yeah, that actually is very nice. And uh, yeah, let all your Friday Night Lights, I believe Friday Night Lights is on Netflix now. It is. So, yes, uh, it's on Netflix now. If your friends start and watching. And shout, shout out to our new listener in Aruba. Oh, yes, Aruba. That's right. <laughs> We have Aruba and Jamaica. Uh, Boy, I want to take you. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So if, yeah, if you got friends checking out Friday Night Lights on now that it's on Netflix, hey, let them know. There's a, there's a great podcast they can listen to while they watch. Yeah. Well, it's fine. I don't know if great's a strong word, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't talk it up too much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just. Hey, if you're bored, here's another thing to <laughs> consume. Anthony, great to be with you. Glad yes. to be on this journey with you. Even though we are two thirds of the way through, uh, the end is in sight. But we're, yeah, we're just going to enjoy the ride while, we're, while exactly. we're still on it. Exactly. That's it for this week. See you all next week for another episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights Rewatch podcast. Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch God.